it's good to be on the same page as we come into bringing the closures season two episode whatever i don't even know we've got some in the can we got one in the can that we need to release this week we're recording this on monday before thanksgiving this will come out after thanksgiving so i wish everyone a happy thanksgiving hope you had a great one this we haven't had one yet but ours will be spectacular because we will not be doing it together so that always makes for a good time for both of us ryan ray alongside the oracle of midland himself ben samuels it's your samuels how's life buddy well, it was good until a couple of seconds ago. Did, did I just get disinvited from Thanksgiving? I mean, my, my plans were to get in the car and take the trek all the way to Granbury, Texas. Uh, I mean, we all know that that's like the Mecca. I mean, it's a trek. You got to like stop for water. It's a whole strategic. I mean, it's a plan. Um, did I just get uninvited from Thanksgiving dinner? That's a, that's that's an you are way to welcome to show up to my house on Thanksgiving Day. You're welcome. The way that you said that makes me think that you're not going to be there. I'll be here for some of the day, for sure. Wow. For those of you listening, if you don't have a best friend, get get Orion in your life. It's it's a it's a treat. Let me tell you, it's a. I just said you can come over. I just said you can come over. I didn't say we'd even let you in, but you, you're welcome to come over. But whatever. Or that you okay. be there at all. Now you're getting. This is not don't let the facts. This is don't bring the closures. Okay. So speaking of business, Ben, let's get into it, buddy. Um, of course, the holidays always bring up a lot of interesting questions about business. We've covered that in a previous season, so I don't think we'll do that this year, but you never know. But today we're talking about cryptocurrencies and are they so the solution to business loans? Now, let's unpack this a little bit because before we talk about cryptocurrencies and can they be a viable um, solution for founders and whatnot looking for money, um, perhaps we should unpack what are your thoughts on generally um, – New companies launching, looking for capital, bootstrapping, VC money, PE money, friends and family money. Do you have any strong thoughts on any of that? And from from the context of some people are like, hey, don't ever go to friends and family because if it goes bad, you ruin Thanksgiving. Some people like, no, go to friends and family because they they know you and trust you. And that's a good way to gauge your uh, viability. Just from a high level, any thoughts around that? You know, it's really tough question to answer without really unpacking so much of the nuance there you know um some of the things that i think about when when think uh when you ask that are you know what are the what's the track record right i mean is this the very first company in the very first market you know is this the very first venture out of the gate um is this you know your fourth company but your very first company in this certain market i think a lot of the like how much money are you looking to raise what's the investment uh horizon and horizon in terms of you know are you expecting to be able to sell the company in three years this and own and operate for 25 years i think all of those things really really matter and so i think it's hard to kind of answer that question um but going back to or, or talking about sort of the the decentralized finance structure and, and some some of the cryptocurrency backbone that we've seen as of recent. I think the biggest thing um, and, and the place that I'd like to start, Ryan, is how amazing, I mean, and how impactful it's going to be. I think the biggest differentiator at a very, very basic level is that at current, so without naming names, and, and you can you can put some context around this if you'd like or not, but, uh, you know, I, I know somebody that has been trying to put together a a bank relationship with with a new bank for a new company, and just because of you know the, the local environment they're in, the community they're in, it's tough to get the logistical 
piece of the puzzle together because there's not the services in the market, et cetera. Um, and that's not unique to any one market. There's a lot of places and even in large metropolitan areas that there may not be a certain service really available that the top. So I think the biggest takeaway here is that with the decentralized finance movement, not only are you removing a lot of the sort of mechanisms of control of um, interest rates and, and sort of the competitive nature within the uh, the internal banking structure, but more so if you want to look at something and you need to get, let's say that you wake up at Monday at two o'clock in the morning and you need, for some reason, you need funding that day, there is no chance in heck, unless you have phenomenal credit, phenomenal line of credit and, and collateral, et cetera, that you're going to be able to go to a bank and get cash at, you know, at that sort of notice. Uh, or let's say that it happens on a Sunday. There's absolutely no shot because they're not even open. Whereas with the DeFi and some of these cryptocurrency uh, mechanisms and some of these loan structures, you're able to access those funds within hours, sometimes minutes, depending on the structure. And, and so I think that just that alone is is enough value add to see this you know, really continue to take a, a stronghold. Um, and then when you, once you get into the product offering, I mean, there, there's so much more. Okay, so the way you connect to that is, is, is interesting because that's how I would connect it with the question I posed originally, which is I, I Ryan Ray, personally wouldn't go to friends and family um, for bootstrap funding because of expectation, because of access to capital. Um, and to me, it's just kind of a, a weird thing where, um, you know, on, on some level, um, dealing with friends and family over, over money is... Um, it can, it can be messy and complicated. So I think those relationships have to be, have to be right. And so, but then when you go to the bank, which is where, where next level you went to, there's a whole separate, uh, it's a whole separate deal, right? You got, you got banks and small banks, big banks, you know, what is their portfolio? What are they looking to do? Shopping banks and all that stuff. Um, you know, we went to, to, we went to a bank the other day and they couldn't set up a, a simple bank account for us. And so it's like, oh, right. Yes. We want to do business with you guys um, you know, and they couldn't could even launch a simple account it was not that hard um and, and they're, they're the bank and so when you talk about the crypto the thing that i think is interesting is that right now it might look at advantageous the question i have is is that we're seeing from traditional money um talk about the banks at least um the interest rates are so low right that obviously they're off and what i mean by that is is in a hypothetical uh, free market society, the banks should be sourcing money based upon you know what they think the value of it is, what the risk is, um, you know how much they want to make. And so one bank might give you an outrageous rate because they've got a bunch of money out; they don't want to, they don't want to lend any money. But the next bank might be trying to incentivize um, investment into their bank, and so they might lower the rates. Um, crypto is going to bring that to the market, which means that I think crypto is going to actually cost more in the long run, right? So as we go down the road. Um, that's going to be the hard spot for, for crypto is that if you want to go that route, they may have different pricing signals than the, than the, the banks who are backed by the fed. So that's kind of where I'm torn on. Should you do with the crypto or not? not? Maybe not right now, but, uh, in the future. Talk to me more about that. I'm not sure I follow because, and, and uh, with, with the caveat or, or some context that, I mean, I think that everything that I've seen in, in the models prove out that the, the incentive with the crypto structure is that it is not beholden to the way that the crypto, sorry, the way that the sponsor of the loan program is 
accreting value is not just based on the loan interest rates. They're, they are likely trading actively in the crypto market in arbitrage. And that mm -hmm. is likely the vehicle. And, and also they probably have a hold model where they're holding some of these cryptos like uh, Bitcoin, et cetera, where, where they're betting on long-term inflation. And so I think a lot of the rates that you see in the crypto DeFi world are substantively cheaper. Um, and I'm talking about like quarter percent, half percent, 0.7, 0.9% interest rates comparative to, you know, the APRs that you see. And even in this environment, you're seeing, you know, even like you're seeing right now, you know, what, what is prime prime is, I don't even know, actually, I'm not sure right now, but I mean, you're, you can see, you know, rates in the two to 6% range, depending on your credit rating. Let's get, let's give a pretty broad stroke, but even with those numbers, you're seeing the, the I mean, I, I think that the crypto rates are substantively better um because the, the model is different right so if let's just tease this out for a second let's say pick a number hundred thousand bitcoin levels off at a hundred thousand for five years um at that point do you think um you know if you're doing uh lending through bitcoin um or pick any of these cryptos that, that, that uh, like ethereum gets, that gets leveled out do you think that it would stay that low or is it built in because of the volatility right now and you can trade and you are banking on um you know, increase the prices. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question because I mean, I think the other side of the coin is if you're talking about sort of a, let's say you're talking about a collateralized loan, right? And let's say the collateralized, mm -hmm. let's say you have a normal loan, um, you know, a retail bank, and you collateralize the loan with cash. Okay, just mm -hmm. to make this sim really simple. Sure. Um, if you collateralize a crypto loan with cash, let's say that you go out and you collateralize a 250 Ethereum loan at $4,000 in Ethereum. So, and you collateralize that an LTV of 70%. Okay. So you give them $70,000. Let's say 18 months from now when, you're, when your loan is up and, or you know, when the term is up, let's say that the value of Ethereum has gone from 4000 to 2000 now, now the equity in your in your loan in that math is only fifty thousand, but you paid seventy So you can be completely on the other side, and so that's the other that's the other piece of that. That, that when you start talking about some of these collateralized loans, it gets it gets really complicated. Um, and, and I think to your point, those are things that at current I don't think have sort of been figured out to to the to the satisfaction of the broader market. I think there's a lot of pushback to the average business owner you know i think there's a lot of pushback just in general the average business owner whether it be uh you know sort of the optics or or just the um, just sort of the uh, emotions around taking a business loan or kind of what that may connote to to family if they find out or or, or what have you i mean i think there's sort of a, a lot of sort of preconceived notions around just the business loan environment in general <laughs> Um, you know, I think that COVID was an interesting perspective that I think that sort of changed that dynamic in, in, in the sense that I think people, um, you know, given all the PPP money and, uh, and everything else, all the mechanisms, mechanisms that were in play uh, to, to help people sort of stay afloat, I think people got a perspective on sort of what that world is like. But but even at that, you know, I think that, like you said, I mean, I think that the rates right now are are admittedly unsustainable and sort of, sort of what does that do going forward? Right. So let me let me make sure we're on the same track here. So I think I, I did a quick Google check. I think Prime three point two five. So I thought it was a little lower than that, but that's what a quick check 
come up with. So we'll, we'll just use that number for sickness. So if it's 3.25 for prime right now, we, we agree that 3.25 is too low. If you're actually going to be in the lending business, 3.25 is nowhere near a competitive rate, right? There's very few instances in which you'd want to loan out money at 3.25, Ben Samuels. Yes, that's correct. Right. Right, right. Okay. So that number has to rise to make the lending business. It's low to incentivize people to go out and take money, cheap money. Um, and it's low to do that. And so, so there's one side. What you're saying then is, is that the crypto space is lower than that because of the volatility that allows them to um, cash in on the appreciation down the road, potentially, correct? Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, right. And so. My, my 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 thesis then, or my question to you is, if crypto, and I mean, crypto is a broad term, I hate to use it, but we, we kind of have to for this, take this conversation. If it starts to level out, the price of a crypto loan won't be anywhere near prime. If prime three point two five, it'd be a lot higher because they can't make up all the they can't make up all the volatility, right or not? So so for, uh, first, uh, let's let's make sure that we are you know speaking the right terms here because because crypto you know is not necessarily accurate. I mean, but it is a decentralized finance. So DeFi, I mean, that, that's what it is, right? Because you know, the, and that that sort of is all encompassing. But that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about decentralized finance loans. Yes. Um, Which means that you could have um, a, getting your money from you know a lot of different ways, right? It's decentralized. Right. Which, which would give you more options, but it, that's going to depend on. But if 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 the if the market's leveled out, then the prime rate would just use the term. The prime rate would be theoretically higher. Without getting too into the granular details here, because I mean, um, you know, we also don't have time. Uh, you know, I think that the the other layer here is, you know, if again, if you're if you are the the structure of one of these DAOs or one of these you know DeFi loan uh, or, you know, organizations, um, you know, your ability to put those, you know, put the escrow funds or, or your, you know, your house funds in staking operations of other cryptos or, or other, some of these other sort of passive revenue streams, uh, that, that create value again, creating value in other ways. Um, you know, I think, I think it's interesting because the other, the, I think the really, the, the bigger piece is, uh, like I said, sort of the, the, the connective tissue between the lender and the asset or, or, you know, just in the in relationship is a lot closer than it is in a retail relationship. And, and you have access to those funds. I think really what it is, is the access and the, the communication is much more streamlined and there's no people involved. And therefore you're able to transact at a much lower baseline. I mean, I, I don't think it's any necessarily any more complicated than that. So like, let's say that Chase Bank had no employees whatsoever and their entire process was done by algorithm. They wouldn't need to charge you. They wouldn't need to charge you what they charge, right? Because they wouldn't need to make nearly as much money. And, and so that's the other piece of this. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that, that's obviously possible. I, I guess I struggle to see the world continuing in a long-term low interest rate environment. I do think crypto offers a better solution in a lot of uh, DeFi offers a better solution um, in a lot of scenarios. But at some point it feels like we need to get back to a higher interest rate. Um, and as that happens, um, will that, will that still continue to work when you're, when you're comparing the dollar versus the crypto? The other thing is, is that um, we've talked kind of offline about NFTs and in ways to kind of <laughs> roll up things, in NFTs, there's going to be a lot of new creative ways to raise money for all kinds of stuff in the future. Right. And so I think that's 
where it, you, you might find people have creative solutions. Um, there, there's a guy that mean that you've pointed to me, so I'll, I'll give you the hat tip there. Tip the cap to Ben. Um, and he makes a song a day, and he's got some kind of NFT DOA thing where he makes his, some of all of his living off of that. And that's a, that's a, it's a very interesting way to make a living. Um, and there's a, it's, there's a big push to figure out new ways. We talk about multiple revenue streams and how to make money uh, and then how to raise money. It feels like we're, we're I don't want to say on the cusp because that's not the true, that's not, that's not the right way, but, but we're still early in how will the next generation of founders um, raise their money. But I think crypto's got to play a large role in that, even if the money is more expensive, because I just think money has to get more expensive at some point regardless, but maybe the crypto can keep it down. Yeah. Let me ask If the rates went up, okay, just across crypto, the interest rate went up on crypto, it went up on, um, on, uh, on cash. If you look at some kind of NFT model or something like that, there is a different way to raise money that could be even more effective than that, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. The, 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 new, the new wave of sort of crowdfunding and, and, and you know, sponsoring projects you know, across any litany of different things is, is going to be, you know, I think that where we are right now is sort of, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is sitting in his Harvard dorm room typing away at the computer, not really sure like what he's figured out <laughs> exactly. yet. Exactly. Um, and, and we have a lot of that going on, uh, but there, there's not a Facebook yet. There, there's no, I mean, I, I would argue there's not even MySpace yet. We're, 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 we're still very much figuring out what the hell this looks like. But, but right. the reason I paint that picture is that in 15 years from now, there's going to be a Facebook and there's going to be, I mean, there's going to be an entire ecosystem that that is around this. And this is where the world is moving. And so like, if you were in 2005, if you were one of those people that was looking at at Facebook being like, oh, this, that's never where the world is going. Or I'm sure that most of the people or some of the people that are listening to this have seen the David Letterman, Bill Gates interview where Bill Gates is explaining the Internet. And, and David Letterman is just like looking at him like, what like, what are you even talking about? But Bill Gates is talking about how this is the, the wave of the future. I think that we are in that sort of time frame within the nft crypto space and i think that's really exciting because i think there's you know while bitcoin over the last 15 or what is it 12 years has become exponentially more valuable and etc etc the sort of the perspective of that we're still very much in the infancy is, is pretty cool yeah so Okay, so we're not there. Uh, I told you before we got on because you won't say this publicly, but I'll, I'll say it publicly. You are usually so far ahead that it takes everyone else a long time to catch up to you. Um, that's how far ahead you are, especially me. So someone like me who's sitting in 2021 might be in 2022, what does that mean for founders today? So if you're not a tech founder who's like really into or, or someone who follows the crypto DeFi movement, but you're listening to this, you're going, okay, is it worth going down the rabbit hole? Because that's where it's going. I think me and you both agree. We don't know exactly how it's going to shake out and what the cost of money is going to be. And there's, there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there. It could be, you know, raising money through NFTs and this very stuff. Okay, that's, we agree, that's where it has to go. Um, at least that's where the market's going to go. We'll see what the government regulation does. Um, but today, if you're here and you run to say traditional business, you have a dry cleaner or, you know, a, a service company or what like that. And you're like, you know, okay, I've heard about this stuff. Do you spend the 40, 60, 80, 100 hours to, to research this and to go this route? 
or do you still go conventional? Because that's what it ultimately boils down where we're at right now. So if you're not a crypto person, you're not a blockchain person, um, obviously this is, you know, talk to lawyers, gurus, whatever. We're just in advice. This is just me and you talking here. What are your thoughts? Because I, I would be a little bit hesitant to say, hey, go spend the, your, your holiday the next month and a half learning all this stuff. Um, because look, I, I, so no, look I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't couch it in, in hours or I wouldn't couch it in, you know, Hey, go figure this thing out. What, what I would look at is, and I think it could be as simple as, you know, calling somebody or, or trying to figure out someone that, you know, that knows something about the space and sort of bouncing ideas off of. But I, I think that, so let's say that you are, Let's say you're a music artist, okay, and and, and you and you want to start, uh, you know, uh, and you want to release an album. Um, right now, there's Indiegogo and Kickstarter, or you can get picked up by by a uh, by an by album or a um, record label, or you know, th there's a number of those sort of ways. But um, I think the the exciting thing is, and, and I'm actually some. Actually, I won't. I do want to do a quick plug because you you looked at me side eyed last time I did. I tried to do that on this show. So um, do a plug, um, please plug it all. Plug it so, so I'm, I'm, podcast with Ryan Ray. Uh, you could have said that. Not that's there you go. So I'm, I'm launching a, a new podcast, uh, Metaverse POV, and we're going to be talking about some of these things within the uh, NFT Metaverse space. One of my first guests is actually going to be a music artist. His uh, Twitter handle is at Domino's Music. Uh, he just released a an album. I think it's seven tracks, and each track there are a thousand NFTs of each track that he's selling as originals. Um, and, and the way that he's bankrolling, the way that he's financing the the um, the production of the album is is through the selling of the, of the NFTs. Now, the NFT is not just the music. The NFT has um, it's it's music. It it also has uh, some of them have access to meet and greet. Some of them have access to uh, I believe some of them have um, tickets uh, to future concerts. I mean, there, there's some sort of there's some merchandising and sort of sort of ecosystem built within that. And I think that those sort of brand loyalty programs, I mean, think about it this way, Ryan, and, and I, it's been a long time since I saw the numbers and, and maybe you've seen similar and can throw out some as well. Um, but there are billions of dollars in gift cards that expire in this country alone, just in America every single year. And that, what I mean by that is, you know, somebody has held a gift card and I'm sure everybody listening to this, you have a gift card that sat in your desk drawer that you've had since like, you know, a decade ago and the thing is expired it's worth nothing um and, and there's so many of the you know the reward programs that you oh, sign up didn't do this for 10 percent, etc i think all of those things are moving towards the nft world and those are like the lowest hanging fruit and i think there's substantial uh co you know conversation around the so let's say that you're um let's see Actually, I won't go into specific examples, but but I, th I think there's you know a lot of conversation around you know if you if you're a business owner, what is the thing that you can productize around or sort of bring people into the story of, and that goes back to sort of the core mission. I mean, these days, if you don't have a social media presence, you you know, you're you're missing out on a substantial amount of value, right? And so this is sort of just the next iteration of that, where the the ownership transfer is a lot more closely aligned and, and, and people can actually, your stakeholders can actually buy in. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe kind of, we'll, we'll make a fake example here because neither one of us are in the dry cleaning business, but it's theoretically possible that we could say um, something like this. And I have no idea the numbers don't work because I don't, don't do this business, but you could go to the top 40 business executives in your town and say, Hey, 
Um, we're going to work out a deal to where you get free DraftKings for life, which means, or you know, one one suit a week, or, or whatever it means. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're buying through the NFT process um, this that guarantees them for the rest of the, their life. It never expires, and so you raise money to start your business off of the back of people who are going to use it, and then tell people um, they're getting a great business discount. Um, and so th- th- that's a think, uh, kind of a, a quick I mean, cup idea, but but yes, absolutely. And think about it this way: I mean, th- this is I mean, this, and this is very extreme, but just to paint the you know kind of the abstract vision of this. Let's say that you had a music artist that was really incentivized to uh, to to do this, and they had an NFT that assigned a one percent royalty of their career earnings to whoever owned the NFT. Yes, now, when they mint. Now, when they minted that and there are nothing, that might be worth 50 bucks. But if that person, you know, if that artist turns into Justin Bieber, that 1%, you know, royalty NFT is now worth tens of millions of dollars. And, and I think those sort of things, getting really creative with it. Again, if, if you're a business owner, you know, this is the time. And I think this is the space to become really, really creative. So, so think of something completely out of the box. And those are the things that I think, I mean, you know, these days we live in, in a, an environment and in a world of craving for attention and, and, and eyeballs, right? And so, I mean, it can be as simple, Ryan. I mean, think about, I mean, you've had a couple of guests on Inside the War Room that the way that you found them was they went viral on TikTok. And like, those are the sort of things that can gain notoriety and really, you know, really move the needle. And it's not necessarily as much about sort of the, you know, Facebook ads. And I think, I think the marketing is is moving towards this more sort of, you know, back and forth engagement. And I think that's what the NFT world, you know, uh, really brings home. Yeah. And it's funny. We'll we'll kind of wrap it up with this and we're getting about five minutes. Um, you know, when we talk about the crypto financing, I think that's probably a little early to kind of figure out the NFT stuff is it's still early in the NFTs, but there is people like you're saying that have um, um, that have kind of these, these music track ideas and there's all kinds of ideas. So that's something a little bit more tangible. You could potentially get your your head around um, and see it practically in use. Um, you don't have to follow the price of Bitcoin or Ethereum or, or whatever. It's a little bit more. I mean, obviously, obviously it's tied to some of that stuff, but not not as much. Um, so it's a little bit easier to kind of track. So I think that's probably the the closer reality there, and you can be creative. Um, and it's interesting because in this model, you know, you can find people who align with your core business, and you can offer them you know, a lot of things. And now the risk is going to be is that it's forever; it won't expire, right? That that's the risk here is you can't you can't count on Ben losing his gift certificate for a lifetime of free dry cleaning. It will be there forever. Um, and so that's kind of the, the downside, if you will, um, is that it's not, it is, it's always redeemable and you can't, you can't fend against that. So if you, so make sure everything you're doing is on, uh, on the up and up. So I, I think Ben, you know, I think we should turn this podcast into an NFT, right? What, 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 what should we, um, what should we do here? Uh, NFT with like me on the cover, you like way in the background, really small. We can, um, we can, uh, we'll, I'll, I will uh, personally give away 50% of Ryan's revenue that he makes on this podcast. Well, if in that case, then. Yeah. We don't need to do the math for the folks. Like they can do the math themselves. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think. It's not hard I, math. I but 17.25 million. I get 60% of the revenue. So you divide that. You told me it was only 12. Where'd the other five and a, five and a quarter go? Unbelievable. You know. You, you think you know somebody, and then it, see, you see, you should have keep the last year. 
That's your problem. Keep the lies straight. That's what that's, it is. That's the problem. Okay. Well, Ben, you mentioned you have a new show. I have one as well. Um, that's not the purpose of this show, but since we brought it up, I have one future tech to talk about these things. You have Metaverse POV. Um, and so, yeah, be sure to check those out. We're talking about all kinds of stuff on those. And, you know, it's going to be interesting. Mark your calendars because in five, three, ten years, someone will have launched a company based upon the money they made by buying land or something in the metaverse today, right? <laughs> so that's going to oh, be absolutely. Story, you know? I mean, yeah, absolutely. And and I think the the other thing that I'd leave us with is you know, and kind of with that is you know, I think that right now there is sort of a sense of of. I think, there's, I think right now is the time to uh, to maybe uh, take a little bit more risks and, and sort of lean into some of these things that in the past, like I mentioned, you know, in the past, I think we've had sort of a slow adoption, uh, you know, in a lot of these kind of tech areas. But, uh, you know, for, for those that are that are listening, if you can, like I said, if you can kind of find a way to engage with something like this, um, you know, I, I think it can be really valuable. So, yeah, no, and, uh, I'll go ahead, sorry. No, as you say, and, and uh, if you want to hear more about that, you can uh, feel free to call Ryan. Yes, absolutely. I don't say this, that think about it from this perspective. Um, anytime there is a squeeze in the market, people try to invent solutions to solve that. So whether it's supply chain right now with all that's going on, um, whether it's what's going on with the banking industry, whatever, there are active solutions out there. They're trying to be rolled out. Some of them, most of them will fail. Some of them will rise to the top. And we're going through a unique period in history right now that, um, that a lot of the stuff will be looking a lot different in the next three to five years. And it's kind of one of those things where you, you mentioned the internet with, the, with David Letterman at that point in time, it was hard to see, right? It was so hard to see something like this happening. Well, here you are today and you look at the last 18 to 22 years, I guess now. Okay. What's well, quite obvious. The world's different. It's quite obvious. Like you can't deny, you can't, you can't live in the reality of what, what we were pre 2020. Now the world is different and we're, I mean, you say, you say that, that. You say that, but there are still people that that will tell you that uh, that cryptocurrency, just as a blanket statement, cryptocurrency is is not going to stay around forever and is going away. And I mean, I think that there's well, we can say that for another. We can debate that another day. But okay, all right. Thirty minutes is our time on this podcast. Unfortunately, Ben has hours and hours of content, but you had to wait till next week. Thank you so much for tuning in, subscribing to the Five Wide business newsletter which is at five wide.biz ben good to talk to you on a monday buddy good to see you on a monday good to hear your yeah. voice on a monday and enjoyed enjoyed our time last thursday in midland together that was fantastic that was that was um and, and since you uh threw out the little promo at the end there might as well throw in check out uh, alderonventures.com it's gonna be more coming january 1 2022 but we can uh, we can wait for another day for that wow. i don't know why I like you're wowing you, me oh wow because we were going to partner on something but now you're, you're you're putting your separate thing i was trying to help whatever okay all right folks we'll be back next week with season two episode whatever